0: Welcome to episode one of the Eat This, Not That podcast. I'm John Hammond. And I'm Dave Zinzenko. And we have a real simple goal here. We're going to take a fun and informative look at how Americans eat because we do eat. We make more than 300 food decisions every day. Eat This, Not That makes it easier for you to make the right choice every time you do. We'll show you how small changes can make a
1: big impact, celebrating fun facts about the subject we love, food and drink. That's right. When I started the Eat This, Not That brand in 2007, Nobody really cared about what was in their food. No calorie counts on menus. No one knew there were three donuts worth of sugar in their spaghetti sauce. Or a family-sized Doritos bag worth of sodium in their soup,
0: and to underscore just how important all this is, you know, it, it should be noted that Dave is actually the author of twenty New York Times bestsellers. And twenty New York Times bestsellers later, I'm proud to say that we've actually changed the way America eats.
1: Yeah, I also speak eighteen uh, different languages. Uh, the problem, John, is I I speak them all at once. Mm-mm. But uh, yeah, these these books are what they were intended to do is show how you could easily strip away 10, 20, 30 pounds or more without sacrifice by making simple swaps. Our website, eatthis.com, helps millions make the right food choice every time. You're never going to go hungry, and you're going to live your happiest, healthiest life.
0: Now, getting to those many food choices, a lot of us make the same choice, every day when we get up. And since this is episode one, it only seems appropriate to dive into the thing that most of us think about first thing in the morning, coffee.
1: (laughs) I actually believe that I start thinking about coffee before I wake up.
0: You and I are definitely not alone on that. Believe it or not, 64% of adults in America are coffee drinkers. Now, what does that mean? That means they're drinking at least one cup a day. And here are some more eye-opening stats. The average coffee drinker in the US drinks 2.7 cups a day. Those are nine ounce cups. Now, every day, approximately 150 million Americans down 400 million cups of coffee. That's 140 billion cups per year. Whoa. If that doesn't show you how much we love our daily dose of caffeine, this will. 31% of coffee drinkers make coffee the most important part of a morning, brewing a cup
1: before anything else. Yeah, now, we're never going to catch Finland. This is the top country for coffee consumption. We're never going to catch them by you know, waking up and kissing the wife and kids first thing in the morning, you want to get that top spot, you have to get up and go.
0: True. If you want to take down Finland, you got you to have a purpose, right? But what's really surprising is that despite the numbers I just listed, the U.S. is number 31 on that list. 31. Now, one of the reasons may be that coffee has been one of the most hotly debated and polarizing health topics here. Is it good for you? Is it bad for you? The debate has been ongoing for what seems like decades.
1: More like centuries. It's been around since at least the 15th century. Right, but there's a new report that may help settle this once and for
0: all. So let's dive in and see what the buzz is all about. Okay, here's the latest research that caught my eye. Scientists at Britain's University of Southampton did an umbrella review of 200 studies based on observational research and clinical trials across all countries and settings. So this is pretty comprehensive. The findings. People who drink coffee are more likely to see health benefits than harm, experiencing lower risks of premature death and heart disease than those who abstain. The research, which collated evidence from more than 200 previous studies, also found coffee consumption was linked to lower risks of diabetes, liver disease, dementia, and some cancers. I'm buying. Who's drinking?
1: (laughs) Well, first off, you never buy but, before deny. you, you know, tap the coffee keg, it should be noted that the study also suggests that three to four cups a day provide the greatest benefit.
0: Now, I can live with that. I'm actually a three-cup guy myself, and as we mentioned earlier, most of us fall on that 2.9 cups per day, so we're right in that sweet spot that this study talks about. But what does it all mean? Why does coffee seem to have these various health benefits, aside from just perking me up first thing in the morning or during my afternoon in all day?
1: Well, that's just it. I mean, when most of us think about coffee, we think caffeine. But coffee is actually the number one source of antioxidants in the American diet. And this is even over wine and tea Everything. And those high levels of antioxidants can help protect your body from the damage that's being caused by free radicals, as well as fight off disease.
0: That's a great point, because the latest research also said that coffee drinking was consistently linked with a lower risk of death from all causes and from heart disease. The largest reduction in relative risk to premature death is seen in people consuming three cups a day compared to non-coffee drinkers. Coffee was also associated with a lower risk of several cancers, including prostate as well as skin and liver cancer. The greatest benefit was seen for liver conditions such as cirrhosis of the liver.
1: There's a, um, another study that should be mentioned, and this was a good one for men. It was a coffee, a prostate cancer study, and it was a handful of years ago, and it was led by the Harvard School of Public Health where researchers had published in the Journal of the National Cancer Institute a study and it said that the regularly drinking coffee could lower your risk of developing prostate cancer because its compounds do everything from reducing inflammation to regulating insulin and get this this is this was startling news and and awesome um the decaffeinated counts as well
0: and that's surprising because you you, know, you wouldn't think of that. Like Coffee is coffee unless it's decaffeinated. But it's great to see that you can get those benefits if, if you're not looking for the jitters or if coffee kind of gives that to you. Now, exactly. these are all the great health benefits as long as you stay within that three to four cup threshold, as Dave mentioned. But the team at ethos.com has reported that there are a number of other benefits to your daily jolt of joe that extend well beyond the health benefits, too.
1: Yeah, so check it out. Like Coffee, it it can improve your coordination um, because it enhances neuromuscular coordination, making your brain send messages to your muscles faster. So this is going to help with a lot of things, Um, tripping on random cracks in the sidewalk included. But here's another benefit. It helps boost your metabolism, if you're in need of one, um, you know all you have to do is you know look to your cup of coffee. There's a study, American Journal of Clinical Nutrition, it suggested that drinking it speeds up your heart rate because of how quickly it's absorbed into the bloodstream which in turn increases your metabolism. And this is great because for the vast majority of us, our metabolism is only functioning at 30 to 40% capacity. So it could be a turbo boost to up your body's natural ability to burn calories. And if you want to fire it up even more, exercise helps, and coffee can make the exercise feel even easier. There was a 2010 review in the journal Nutrition, and that found that coffee can decrease the sense of effort that's associated with your physical activity. So you're making these regular tasks or exercise itself not feel as awful.
0: Yeah, and I'll vouch for that. There's not a day that goes by that I actually don't have a cup of coffee about 30 to 45 minutes before I work out. it it does make a huge difference. Now, there are also a ton of other incredible benefits from making your eyes less puffy, helping decrease the dark circles around your eyes, uh, to actually making your hair shinier and helping prevent mood swings that are associated with coffee. There are literally hundreds of benefits. We don't have the time to go through all of them here, but you can check them all out by going to eatthis.com and just searching coffee. And you'll be amazed at how many different ways coffee can have a positive impact on your health and your well-being. So now that we know coffee is good for us, What do we need to know before setting off to get your next cup? Let's take a look at how you should buy it to make sure you're getting the most bang per cup. Dave, before we dive deeper into the surprising benefits of drinking coffee, let's talk about food. We're thrilled to introduce you to our newest Eat This Not That partner, Freshly. The easiest and most convenient way to eat
1: healthy no matter what life throws your way. I really like Freshly because they take care of two big concerns that so many of us have when it comes to eating better. Number one, convenience, and two, eating healthier. And Freshly's team of chefs create these all-natural, gluten-free dinners, and they deliver them fresh right to your door. That's right. Their menu is
0: created for people who want to eat healthy, but are living busy lives and don't always have the time to go do the shopping, cooking, cleaning. One of my favorite things about Freshly, though, is the number of comfort meals they currently have that are also super healthy, like buffalo chicken, chicken parm. I can get down with that. You can customize your weekly meals from a constantly changing, rotating menu of more than 30 chef-crafted options. There's no weekly commitment, so you only get deliveries when you want them. And for someone like me who is not the most confident in the kitchen, every single meal comes with a detailed and easy-to-read overview of all the ingredients featured in the meal.
1: Let me tell you, there's nothing better than knowing that no matter how the day goes or how late I might get out of the office that I have a chef cooked dinner waiting for me at home.
0: So check out this week's menu created by Freshly's Chefs and get $25 off your first order of six chef cook dinners plus free shipping by going to freshly.com slash eat this. You'll feel so relieved to come home to a chef cook meal every night with Freshly. That's freshly.com slash eat this for $25 off your first order. Order today to see what life's like when you no longer have to think about dinner. Okay, so now we've talked about dinner, let's get back to coffee. Hi, this is Jim Miller. Available now Origins Chapter 5 Sex in the City, present at Creation. Featuring Sarah Jessica Parker, Kristen Davis, Cynthia Nixon, Chris Noth, and others from the seminal series, now marking its 20th anniversary. The first day of production of the series, I walked a couple blocks to the set, and I never looked back. We're going to throw a spotlight on the show's earliest days in an effort to understand how it all got started and some of the craziness from there. Sometimes women are having sex that's really horrible and that they don't even want to be having. You know, it was a shock to the system and a lot of the critics were just like, what the heck is this? I mean, the
1: whole Mr. Big thing has got real leg to it, (laughs) for better or worse.
0: Join us for Origins' deep dive into Sex and the City, the story behind the show that revolutionized the adult sitcom and reimagined the eternal search for lust and, of course, love. They were like, let's just make a show. If we all are happy, we'll do more. Get it now on Apple Podcasts, radio.com, or wherever you get your shows. Okay, so we now know drinking coffee is good for us. As long as we keep the three to four cups or fewer per day— We know that the benefits extend far beyond offering a quick pick-me-up or afternoon break. So, how do we drink it? Personally, I moved to black coffee a couple years ago after being a light and sweet guy.
1: Yeah, and I take mine with a little milk. Um, Whole is preferable. It helps to cut the bitterness a bit for me.
0: And here's a round of of some more coffee stats that kind of underscore that we're in the right boat here. A little more than a third of us take it black, about 35%, which means that the vast majority of coffee drinkers are adding milk and or sugar and sweeteners to their coffee. Dave, at what point do you take it too far and nix the health benefits?
1: Well, right off the bat, if you're drinking anything that ends in a Cucino, you're probably not really drinking coffee. You're, you're actually drinking a milkshake, just face it. A lot of the blended, frothy, syrupy drinks that we drink, they're just loaded with sugar and saturated fats. If you want to get the best health benefits, black is obviously ideal. Um, if you add some milk, real milk is fine, whole or 2%. That's good. That's okay. As long as you don't have you know, any issues with dairy. But you have to be cautious of flavored creamers, which are loaded with added sugars and other chemicals, saturated fats, in some cases trans fats, you know, those are no-no.
0: And when you talk about sweeteners, you mean sugar or are artificial sweeteners okay?
1: Well, both have their issues in in my eyes. First and foremost, the added sugars are one of the biggest scourges, uh, just wreaking havoc on America's health right now. Get this, we are consuming more than 32 spoonfuls a day on average. That's the equivalent of 13 glazed donuts. We're taking in a baker's dozen of added sugars a day. And that's added sugars. That's not accounting for the naturally occurring sugars that you're getting from foods like fruit.
0: Right. Like you eat a banana in the morning, you eat an apple maybe in mid-morning, like that's all packed. That's that's the natural sugars and, and the added sugars are packing on top of that.
1: Yeah. And I was, I was blown away when I saw this and I'm like, I, I got to write a book about this. So I, I did the zero sugar diet and I, I knew that I needed to come up with a very easy plan for people to cut the added sugars from their diet so that they could not only watch the pounds melt away from their waistline, but significantly decrease their risk for things like diabetes, heart disease, and even certain types of cancers, all of which have been linked to added sugars. And it's so hard for people to find them in their diet because they're usually not listed on the nutrition
0: label. And now there's this whole kind of rash uh, of, of new kind of artificial sweeteners that have been taking over the marketplace, and they're, they're natural, right? The the ones <laughs> that are that are that come from plants or or wherever they're being sourced from, but they, they, they're probably not as bad.
1: Well, you gotta be careful. Just because something's as natural doesn't mean it's a health food. The problem with artificial sweeteners is that they're many, many times sweeter than sugar, in some cases, two, three, 400 times. So what happens is you get a taste of this intense sweetness and your brain gets a signal that the sugar's coming, so it starts preparing itself to metabolize it. The problem is the no sugar is actually coming along, so now your body's on a full-court press for sugar, and you're polishing off a real baker's dozen of donuts to stop the shakes and satiate your body's craving for sugar, and your your body's getting pumped full of insulin, and over time, you're gonna desensitize yourself to the okay insulin and your body's gonna become more resistant to it. Yeah. And that's where you go down that slippery slope uh, heading toward diabetes.
0: And, I, and I've been there. I've, I know the feeling that you're talking about. Uh, and it's funny because I used to always just associate, you know, after, after my morning breakfast, an hour or so later, I'd, I'd get shaky and get the jitters and kind of have these cravings. And I always chalked it up to that second cup of coffee. This is the <laughs> caffeine hitting my my system. And and I'd be, you know, reaching for, you know, chocolate-covered almonds or, or some kind of snack. Like I, my body was craving something in order to stop that that jitteriness. And it turns out it wasn't the second dose of caffeine. It was the sugar that was in my breakfast, right? I was drinking it light and sweet. Plus, you know, my breakfast, what it was then was, was not what it is now. And there was a lot more sugar in that. And it was really my body kind of coming down from this sugar crash and demanding more sugar.
1: Yeah, and the thought of cutting sweeteners from your coffee, you know, may be scary, but you don't have to go cold turkey. You can cut back by half, then half that. And before, you know, you'll be fine with just a little milk to cut the acidity or or bitterness.
0: And now, as much as we differ in how we take our coffee, right? I'm a black coffee guy. You're, You're a milk coffee guy. We probably differ in how we make it. I'm mostly a carry guy myself. I just like the ease and, and simplicity of a single serving. I'm basically the only coffee drinker in my house, so making a whole pot means i got to sit there and stare at a whole pot and not think about wasting it, and then I've had four cups in the morning. On a weekend, I may make a French press batch when I have a little more time, or or even an espresso. Are there any advantages to how we actually brew our cup of joe?
1: Well, you should focus on the coffee you do buy. I would, I would always recommend organic or fair trade varieties over their counterparts or instant, You know, coffee crops that aren't organic are one of the most chemically treated crops, um, and instant coffees are are loaded with additives usually. So keep that in mind. Also, light roasted beans are actually a bit. Higher in antioxidants than darker roasts. So. That,
0: that one surprises me because I always go dark roast and just assuming it packs in more antioxidants, kind of like dark chocolate.
1: Yeah, come to the light side. You'll be better off.
0: All right. Now, what about the brew style? So that's that's the, the beans and the grinds. Like, what about the brew styles? Do I need to buy one of those fancy uh, pour over setups or no.
1: not? Well, what matters most really is the grind. The more finely ground the coffee, the more antioxidants um, you're going to get out, and so your drip coffees, your percolators, your, your K-cups are all solid choices over the French press, which needs a coarser ground beans so it, it doesn't get through the strainer and fill your cup. All right, final debate, hot versus cold. <laughs> Well, the biggest difference is that cold brewed will have fewer acids and less caffeine than a hot cup. So if you want to get the health benefits of coffee, but really can't deal with the acidity or too much caffeine uh, is giving you the jitters, then I would say it's time to chill and, and go cold brewed. And you'll probably be, you know, like the switch anyway.
0: That works for me. Let's wrap this thing up and, and go get cold brewed coffees. I'm buying.
1: Well, that's the uh, first time for everything then. Let's do it then.
0: For more great ideas and inspiration, visit our website, eatthis.com, and follow Dave on social media. He is at Dave Zinzenko for Twitter and Instagram. And let us know if food choices are on your mind. We'll tackle them here so you can be more confident that you are making the right choice every time. Thanks for listening. Do us a favor and tell a friend and maybe a couple others and subscribe for a steady stream of fun, informative, and mind-blowing food knowledge from me and Dave and a bunch of other experts that we'll bring along to help you eat this, not that.